Welcome home. I hope that I'm not the first person that said that to you today. I hope you've heard it over and over again. And here's what I need you to know. When you hear those words, welcome home, they're meant with conviction. We're glad you're here. I don't care if this is your 10,000th time in this building or your very first. You are among family today. And I want to just say one more time, welcome home. And so what you should do is look at me and say, welcome home, Dwayne. My name is Dwayne, and uh, I tried to get around and, and say hello to everybody. Um, I work here, and I'm glad that you're here with us today. I want to tell you that my wife and I, who's just sitting so pretty on the front row, we love to travel. We love to travel. Now, most of our travels are not extravagant. In fact, most of them are really simple. Would you, would you like to hear about a couple of our favorite places? So there's this barbecue place in Blairsville, Georgia called Big Jim Smoking Q. Any barbecue people in the house? Go today. Don't go today because they're probably closed. We loved going to Big Jim's in Blairsville, Georgia. It's a two-hour drive worth every minute. We love to go to this place in Helen called Jumpin' Goat's Coffee. It is the most beautiful view in North Georgia. And you can go there and drink coffee. Any coffee people in the house? I'm among my people. Um, there's a, in Helen, there's a, a little restaurant called the Troll Tavern. Anybody ever been to the Troll Tavern? Maybe the best Reuben sandwich on the planet. So I'm just telling you, those, those are some of our places. This past summer, we took the longest vacation we have ever taken. In the history of our 37 years of marriage, the longest, we were gone uh, 11 days to St. Augustine, and it was glorious. God absolutely opened up a window for us to be able to take the longest vacation we've ever taken. But I need you to know that while we were there, we were talking about y'all. Hey, that didn't come out right. Uh, in a good way. In a good way. In fact, uh, when we came home, we started having these focus groups to, to talk about how we could better serve our community and how we could grow our church. And this event came out of one of those focus groups. But on the way to St. Augustine, we were traveling down I-75. And we started seeing these very odd billboards. Some of you already know what I'm talking about. And I had heard of this place, and I was curious about these odd billboards I was seeing. So my wife and I had to stop at Bucky's. Have you been to Bucky's? It is an experience because you can fill your tank. You can get probably one of the best brisket sandwiches I've ever had, candied almonds and pecans, beaver nuggets, a fire pit for your backyard. You can buy a shot glass with a scripture on it at Bucky's. Just telling you. I may or may not have purchased. No, I didn't. I, I didn't. So we like to travel. We like to go away from home. But isn't there something special about being away and then walking in your home? About sleeping in your own bed. About getting stuff out of your own refrigerator. About just being in your home. Don't judge me for that. About going to your own bathroom. There's just something awesome about being home. 
There's just something about home that just feels right. And so today we're going to talk about home. And you're going to have to forgive me because I have two contexts to talk about home. First of all, I have my home, the home that Don and I have built over the last many, many years. And I have this place. See, this place is home. You people are my family. Well, this is my first time here. Too late. You're still my family. And so I kind of want to talk about home and, and, and compare it to this place and compare it to my home. And, and, and I promise you, we're, we're going to land in a place that I think is going to make sense to you. Let's talk about home. First of all, home is a place where you belong. L- listen to me. Every ear, you belong here. You're here on purpose. I, I don't want to... I don't want to freak you out with some theological idea, but you're here because God wanted you here today. You're here on purpose. You know why? Because you belong here. You belong here. You belong here. And I'm thankful that you're here in this room today. You know, we, we work really hard to try to create a place where everybody can belong. As you leave, you'll watch that screen that's flashing in the back. Don't turn around. Stay up here. <laughs> when you leave, you'll... And, and there's stuff for old people, and there's stuff for young people. There's stuff for those struggling with addictions. There's stuff for, for young adults. There's, and, and, and sometimes we, we, we miss things. I got this, the coolest connection card a couple of weeks ago. And it said, we need a special needs ministry at LifePoint. And I'm going to tell you the first thing that went through my mind. We're not big enough for that. We don't... We don't have a, a, a broad enough reach. And then there's this phrase that we've been using for the last few weeks that popped in my heart. Some of you already know what it is. Why not us? Why not? And, and so I want to tell you that there's a place for you here. You belong here. Here's what Hebrews chapter 13 says. Hebrews chapter 13 says, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Now, just let me ask you a question. Anybody got a crazy sibling? Wow. So I see siblings sitting beside each other with both hands raised. And, and, and maybe you don't get along. Maybe you scrap and fight, but you love each other. And that's what the Bible's telling us, to keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. God told us to love each other as br- brothers and sisters. And then he said, here's how I want you to treat strangers. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some have done this, have entertained angels without even realizing it. That person you said welcome home to today might be an angel. And so what this place is, what... What I hope your home is, is a place where you belong. (laughs) So home is a place where you belong. Home is a place where we gather with one another. There's this, uh, and I'm not going to bore you with Greek uh, language today, but there's a cool Greek word um, for, for our word fellowship. Now, we know what fellowship means to us, right? Fried chicken. Somebody's going to make some mac and cheese. Daniel Swanson makes the best mac and cheese on the planet, by the way. (laughs) Somebody's going to, you know, we're going to gather together and we're going to eat. And that's fellowship. And that's really not what that word meant in the Bible. It's a Greek word called koinonia. And I'd like to tell you what that's supposed to look like. What fellowship and community is supposed to look like in the body of Christ. (laughs) 
All throughout the New Testament, we see this phrase, one another, in the Bible. Scripture commands us to be devoted to one another in Romans chapter 12. And to honor one another and to live in harmony with one another. Romans chapter 15 says we're supposed to accept one another. To serve one another in love in Galatians chapter 5. To be kind and compassionate to one another in Ephesians chapter 4. To admonish or counsel one another in Colossians chapter 3. To encourage one another. Anybody need some encouragement today? See, that's what we're supposed to do as the body of Christ. To encourage one another in 1 Thessalonians 5. To spur one another on to, toward love and good deeds. How many of you sometimes need a little kick in your rear end to get going? Just me. Okay. To offer hospitality to one another. To love one another. Maybe the most important part of this word fellowship, the most important part of this idea of what home is supposed to look like is when we love one another. Man. 1 Peter chapter 1 says it this way. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So maybe you're here and you're a Christ follower. Here's your job, by the way. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth, so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. See, I believe what Christ is calling us to do as the church today Listen, there's so much hatred, and there's so much violence, and there's so much division. I want to borrow something from last week. Aren't we supposed to be light in the dark world? Yes. And that's what home looks like. <laughs> I just like being with my people. I went over to Matt's house yesterday and watched the Georgia game, and it was a little scary for a minute, but we're all right. I just like being with, are you that way? You like being with your people. See, I, I, I think we need that in our homes. And, and by all means, we need that here. We need to be able to walk in this building and go, I'm with my people. And you say, Dwayne, I don't feel that way. You can. I promise you, you can. I'm going to tell you how. Write this down. Home is a place for imperfect people. That means you accept me with my imperfections and I'll accept you with yours. This pastor is not perfect. Not even close. Sometimes I say things that I'm not supposed to say. I said something last week that I shouldn't have said. And listen, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was thinking, Dwayne, you're not supposed to be saying this. And I get in the car, and my wife, I, I said, how was the sermon? She's like, I wouldn't have said that if I were you. <laughs> and now you're wondering, what did he say? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to go on the website and scan it. If you find it, then you win a prize. <laughs> I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. The line of perfect people is pretty short. Stops at one. Listen to me. Family doesn't bail on each other when imperfections come to the surface. Family digs in and helps each other. That's the beauty of about, of, of, about us standing here and, and recognizing that nobody, everybody in this room is a work in progress. 
Nobody has arrived at some celestial, spiritual high point where we can look down our noses at the degenerates of the world. That's not what church is supposed to be, y'all. Church is never supposed to be, hey, you come be like me. It's, come on, let's lock arms and be like him together. That's what church is supposed to be. So I'm putting this sermon together, and I started thinking about my own kids, my own wife. And I started asking myself this question. What would they have to do? What would they have to do? What kind of phone call will I, would I have to get from my wife to say, you just need not come home? What, what kind of phone call would I have to get from my, my boys or my beautiful daughters-in-law? To go, listen, I'm not helping you. What kind of phone call would it take for one of my sons to call and, and say, Dad, I, I messed up. I dropped the ball big time and I need your help. There's one thing we do at that point. One phrase. Come home. Just come home. My wife would have called me and give me awful news, something that she made a huge mistake. I'm going to tell you, and I searched my heart so I could say this with conviction, the first thing I would say, come home. Come home. The girls were to call me and say, Dad, life, I, I need your help. Come home. Just come home. Now, we might have some work to do once you get here, right? We might have some work to do once you get here, but just come home. And I'd like to think that if I were to call any one of them, or any one of you for that matter, and say I need you, what you'd say is, come on, I got you. Think about this. If an imperfect, flawed father feels that way about his family, how much more does your heavenly father just want you to come home? Listen to me, no matter what you've done, come home. No matter what you've thought, no matter what you've said, no matter where you've gone, just come home. Dwayne, you don't understand, I lost my sobriety. Come home. Dwayne, I, I doubt God's love for me and I doubt His existence. Just come home. Dwayne, I've committed a sexual sin Come home. You've, Dwayne, I've grown indifferent. I'm having a hard time loving other people. Come home. Maybe today you've walked in this building, you're more addicted than you've ever been. Come home. Maybe you're farther from God than you've ever been. Come home. You don't understand, Dwayne. You don't understand how far I've gone. You don't understand the things I've done. Let me, let me just let you know a little secret. You don't know what I've done. Just because I'm standing up here behind this desk doesn't mean that my, my life's always been squeaky clean because it hasn't. The good news I have for you today you cannot out sin the grace of God. 
And aren't you glad? Some of y'all tried. Right? First John chapter 2 says it this way. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you might not sin. Do, are we, does God want us to live according to his precepts and principles? Of course. But look at this. Here's the good news. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate, a counselor, a lawyer to, with the Father, Christ Jesus the righteous. Here's how we say it around here. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Man, I want you to hear me. I don't care if you've been in this church 10 years. I don't care if this is your first time. God's got a beautiful, amazing plan for you, and he's big enough to work this stuff out. And, and oh, by the way, when he gets done working that stuff out, he's going to find some more stuff to work out. Do you know I've never went to God and go, Lord, what is it in my life that you want to change? And him go, you're good. Never, not one time. He's always molding us and shaping us and forming us because we don't look like Jesus yet, but one day we're going to. Oh. Listen, y'all. We, we had these buttons several years ago we used to wear, and it said, no perfect people allowed. See, I found a perfect church one time, and I joined it, and that messed it up. <laughs> right? Home's a place for imperfect people. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Home is a place of peace. So I, I, I live in a nice but very modest home. I'm not like the, the preacher I saw online that was bragging about the, the fact that he lived in the largest private residence in the state of Louisiana, 56,000 square feet. And I was like, I don't know if I'd be bragging about that with as many homeless and starving people there are in the world, but that's just me. But wherever we've lived, wherever we've lived, there's always been peace there. Now, it doesn't mean we haven't had our share of knockdown drag outs. You raised two teenage boys, <laughs> right? That doesn't mean that we haven't had our share of conflict. That doesn't mean we haven't had our share of difficulties. That doesn't mean we hadn't had our share. But there's always been a place of peace. See, I think we, I think we define peace wrong. See, we think peace is the absence of conflict, and that's not what it is at all. Peace is that element that only, only Jesus can provide and it it really means completeness so what home is supposed to be is that place where you find peace philippians 4 6 and 7 says it this way don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need and thank him for all he has done then you will experience god's peace whose peace See, it's important that we get that. Then you'll experience God's peace. Say God's peace, God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So what's, if I want to experience God's peace, I back up, you know, a verse, and I learn that prayer and gratitudes are the key ingredients of divine peace. All right, here, here's, here's what I got I, I to, you got to get with me. Where in that verse does it say that a human being has anything to do with your divine peace? 
I, I, I've heard people say, well, I just can't be around that person. They, they robbed my peace. Th- then your peace isn't divine peace. Um, there used to be old songs. Some of y'all help me. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Listen, if, if you and I were, you know, some of y'all uh, walk in delusion and pulled up in here in this parking lot in a Chevrolet, and I, I'm sorry that you live in this shadow of uncertainty and deceit. I apologize that somebody lied to you. Oh, that feels so good. And just because we have a, now that's a silly conflict, but, but listen, a conflict with a human being can steal God's peace. Because only God gives God's peace. And unfortunately, here's what we do. We try to find divine peace by chasing the wrong thing. We try to find peace by chasing money. Money can buy you a lot of nice stuff, but it's not going to buy you peace. But by chasing pleasure, hey, listen, ain't nothing wrong with some pleasure, right? That's not where you find your peace. You, you, you try to find peace by climbing a corporate ladder. You try to find peace in a substance. And, and many of you in this room would, would testify that there is no peace. In fact, it's, the very, it's exactly the opposite. The only place I've ever found real peace is when I fall on my face before my Savior. Now, I'm not going to tell you that there's never been moments of difficulty and, and even sadness and grief. I lost my dad in 2020, and I'm, man, I'm still having a hard time with that. So I'm not going to tell you that there's never moments of, of difficulty and grief and sadness and But there's this overriding truth that you can't explain. One one translation says, peace that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. I guess what I'm trying to tell you today is if you walked in this door, whether you're here for the first time, you're here every Sunday, and there's no peace. I want you to trust me enough to, when I tell you that it is available and you can find peace. Do you know why there's been peace in my home? It's not because I'm the greatest dad and husband on the planet. It's not because I got perfect children. I got a pretty close to a perfect wife, but it's not, that's not why. The reason there's peace in my home has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with who lives there. It's the fact that we have invited the Prince of Peace to live in our home. So if you walked in the door today, man, I'm, i got to camp out here a minute. I just feel like there's, there's folks that might have walked in the door and there's turmoil and there's conflict and there's confusion and there's trouble. Man, I, I, I don't want to oversimplify the process. But I want you to hear me and hear me well. The Prince of Peace can bring you peace that passes understanding. You'll, I'll never forget when my dad died. When my dad died, I was, I was broken. It was right in the middle of COVID. We were going crazy trying to figure out if we were going to have church or not have church. And, 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 and even though my heart, my heart was broken when I lost my dad, 
there was this blanket that just covered me with peace. And it had nothing to do with my strong mental capacity. It had to, the Holy Spirit of God wrapped His arms around me. Peace. 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 Home is a place that should be surrendered to Christ. Dwayne, things are broken in my home. I, I get it. How do I fix them? You probably can't. What happens? I'm going to give you this passage of Scripture that I've been quoting all my life. It's a very, one of the first passages of Scripture that I've ever memorized. It was from my youth pastor. I was probably 14 years old, and he used to say it every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning, and he said this. Matthew 6, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he'll give you everything you need. I'm, I'm going to tell you that when you put God first and you seek Him first above all else, stuff just works. God's way works. Does that mean you never have a difficult day and that you never have a, a, a difficult diagnosis? Does that mean... No, that's not what it means. It, it does mean that you recognize that God has an incredible passion and purpose for you. <laughs> Dwayne, I like that, but the part I don't understand is where it says to live righteously. I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I quote 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 often. It says, and he made him who knew no sin to be sin on my behalf so I could become the righteousness of God in him. Charles Spurgeon said it this way, the only sin Jesus ever bore was mine. The only righteousness I can ever have is his. I don't know if I can live this life, Dwayne. Yes, you can. Because the Holy Spirit will empower you to live a life that's pleasing to Christ. Are you going to stumble? Are you going to fall? Of course you are. Man, some of you have been saved longer than I've been alive, and you could testify to the fact that, yes, there are days when I just don't have it together. Oh, listen, y'all. See, the Bible says that Jesus can be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Maybe you need that kind of friend today. Home is a place surrendered to Christ. Here's how we say it around here. Listen to God. Do what he says. <laughs> can it be that simple? It sure can. Listen to God. Do what he says. Um, I have lived part of my life in obedience to God. I have lived some of my life in disobedience to God. When I live in obedience to God, my life works. When I don't, it doesn't. I don't know how else to explain it. God's way works, and He has a way for you, and He has a way for your family, and it works. He has a way for your finances, and He has a way for, for, for your home, and how you love your wife and your husband, how you raise your children. He has a way, and His way works. And so here's how I've chosen to live my life, and, and, and maybe you've chosen to live your life, is I'm going to do things God's way to the best of my ability and watch Him put all that's out of order in order.
<laughs> the last thing I want you to hear me say today. We've, we've been, okay, that was, don't you hate when pastors say that? Because you know they're lying. <laughs> you, you know when pastors say, I'm getting ready to close. Okay, that means 20 more minutes. <laughs> right? <clears throat> One of the last things I want you to hear me say. We've, we've been talking about home today. And I sincerely hope you've, again, whether it's your first time here or you're here all the time, I, I hope that you felt at home today. But don't get too comfortable. <laughs> Write this down, because this world is our temporary home. Yeah. Philippians chapter 3 says, We are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly awaiting for Him to return as our Savior. I want you to know that there's going to come a day when all of the brokenness of this world, when all of the sadness and all of the sickness and all of the questions will forever be settled. And He will wipe away every tear from your eyes. And there'll be no more sorrow or suffering or crying or death because the former things have passed away I'm looking forward to that day Donna's going to come and she's going to play something softly so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions today see I believe I believe every time we come to church we ought to be challenged you agree with that we ought to be challenged Man, I don't want to come to church and, and, and not be stretched. I don't want to come to church and, and not be given an opportunity to grow. And I hope that that's what happens over the next couple minutes. So I, I have this little prayer bench in my office. And I was kneeling there on Thursday, I think. Friday, I don't remember. See, I, sometimes I pray sitting in my chair. When I'm serious, I get on that bench. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I said, Lord, who's going to be there Sunday? He said, it doesn't matter. See, I believe that this Sunday... And, and frankly, every Sunday. There's a couple of groups of people represented in this room. Maybe you're here and you are following Jesus closer than you ever have in your life. And I hope that you are. If that's you, you ought to help me pray over the next few minutes. Maybe you're here and you say, Dwayne, to be honest, I am not following Jesus I'm not a Christian I want to talk to you if that's you and you would say Dwayne I'm, listen I, I, I appreciate what you've had to say and I, the songs were nice and I'm, I'm thankful to be here but that's just not me I, I get it and that's your choice but I just if I could just twist your arm for a minute and let's just hear, hear this. I would dare you to give Jesus a chance. I, 
I've been doing this a little while now and I've never known anyone, not one person to say, you know what, I followed Jesus with all my heart. I did the best I could to live for Him and to, and to follow His principles and precepts and to make my life look more like Jesus and it was the worst decision I've ever made. Nobody. I have met a whole bunch that said, you know, I'm, I don't live a perfect life. I'm not who I need to be. But thank God I'm not who I used to be. Only Jesus can make that right again. And so I would challenge you, if you're here and, and, and you're not a follower of Christ, man, won't you give Him a chance today? Why don't you surrender your life to Him? Why don't you ask Him to, to, to forgive your sin? Why don't you ask Him to live in your heart, to fill your soul with His Holy Spirit, to give you direction and purpose and meaning and a home in heaven? Why don't you ask Him to do that today? And here's, here's who else I think is here today. And guys, you're going to have to search your heart because here's the challenge. Are you following Jesus as close as you ever have right now? Or is he kind of afar off? You're following him, but but from a distance. And there was a time in your life when you were following Him closely in, in circumstances of life and, and just, just, just life has kind of caused you to take a step back. <laughs> Come home. I don't, I don't know if it can be like it used to be. Nope, it can be better. I don't know if I can live the life. Yes, you can. And you know what? We're going to help you. So Donna's going to sing this chorus. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to search your heart. Because everybody in this room falls into one of those three categories. You're following Jesus more closely than you ever have in your life. You're not following Him at all. Or you're following Him at a distance. So I want you to search your heart. I want you to pray a dangerous prayer. Lord, what do you want from me today? And, and listen, He wants you to come home. Don't sing.
So I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And Listen, I get it. Everybody cheats when the pastor says that. Everybody peeks. Don't. Just bow your head and close your eyes. Nobody looking around. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor Dwayne, I am a, I'm a Christian. I'm following the Lord, but I'm not following Him like I used to. And today, I want things to change. I, I want to recapture the passion that I had for Jesus. I want to re recapture the purpose that I felt He had for my life. I want to recapture the closeness and the intimacy that I once held with my Savior. I feel like He's calling me to come home. If that's you, I just want you to put your hand in the air so I know who I'm praying for. Maybe you hear and say, Dwayne, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christ follower. But I want to be. I want today to be a brand new day in my life. If that's you, I want you to put your hand in the air. <laughs> Please hear, hear my, my heart here. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. You can leave this building today a brand new creature, a brand new creation. The old is passed away and everything is brand new. It's called getting born again. So I'm going to pray a prayer with you. And if you'll pray this in your heart, The word, even though I'm giving you the words, if you'll pray them in your heart, you can pray them silently. You can pray them. You can you can pray them in, in your in your heart. You can whisper them. You can shout them from the, the bottom of your lungs. You can take these words and you can make them your own. Christ will hear them. He'll change your life today. You might want to pray a prayer just like this. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he suffered and bled and died for my sin. Would you forgive me of my sin? Would you make me a brand new person? Would you take all that's old and make it new? All that's wrong and make it right? From this day forward, I will follow you closely. I'll live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. You prayed that prayer. The Bible says you're a brand new person today. Before we leave, I want to pray for you. Many of you raised your hands and said, I've, I've followed, I'm a Christ follower, but I've, I've backed away. Hey, let's, let's pray for passion. Let's pray for purpose. Let's pray for a brand new hunger for Christ in, his, in our lives. Father, in Jesus' name, you do what only you can do. In, in our lives, we want to follow you closely. We want to live for you. We want to walk where you call us to walk. We want to listen to you, do what you say. God, I pray that you restore passion, that you restore intimacy, that you restore a love for, for you and for other people in the hearts of many today. We believe, God, you're doing a great work. 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, welcome home. Come on, I, I believe you ought to stand to your feet and give the Lord an ovation of praise for all the things that he's done in this building today. <clears throat> See, that would work if we were at the golf course, but we're talking about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You ought to give him an ovation of praise. Amen, amen. Yes. listen to me. If God did something special in your heart today, please, 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 please fill that connection card out. We just want to celebrate with you. If, if this is your first time with us, please fill that connection card out and just give us as much information as you're comfortable with. If this is your first time or your first time in a long time, make sure you stop by the welcome table. Make sure you take home a gift box. God bless you. Thank you so much. for. Oh, by the way, every Sunday is Welcome Home Sunday. So see you next week. God bless you.